Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Footy with Dad podcast, where Julian and his son Jake will be discussing their weekly footy experiences together and their love of the game. Get ready for discussion, arguing, laughing and crying about all things football. Hello, welcome to the second episode of Footy with Dad. Uh, Before we start, though, um, only fair that we uh, have some house rules. If we shake hands, Jake, or if we talk to each other, Jake, uh, remember, look me in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, I will. I'll make sure. What a match this afternoon. Oh, I I mean, where do we start? Absolutely crazy. Uh, Crazy events for the match itself, I think, for Spurs. I mean, I think everyone will admit it. I don't think it was our best game. Uh, but, look, we got the point, massive point in the end. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought first half we were we were really poor. Um, yeah. I mean, the build-up to the game, obviously, three of us, me, you and Josh, we only had two tickets. So I went up on, well, I went up a few hours earlier uh, trying to get off a tout. Uh, but they were asking just ridiculous. Uh, when I first got there, about half past two, they were asking £800. And then about an hour, hour and a half later, they'd gone down to about £500. And uh, when I saw you and Josh turned up and uh, made sure you got in OK, I thought I'll have a quick walk around. Um, I was then quoted 1500 So <laughs> I thought... Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not spending anywhere near that. So um, luckily, I parked quite near the stadium because I was there early, and I drove to the, my office, which is not far, um, and I watched it in a nice air-conditioned office. Very but, nice. Uh, yeah, first half, we. I was actually watching the clock probably more for the last quarter of an hour than first half, hoping we would just get into half time. Yeah, only one down, and uh, hoping the players got a rocket from. Conte and um, we, we were just very flat and it was just a typical Spurs performance at Stamford Bridge that we've seen over the years it looked like we didn't have self-belief it looked like we 
didn't believe that we could actually go there, play well and come home with three points, which was disappointing because obviously we're on a bit of a high with the summer signings, obviously the way we finished last season. We've won our last four Premier League games. Just thought we'd go there with, you know, a, a bit of a uh, bit of momentum. But uh, first half, I thought we were very slow. And uh, but I thought the second half we we came out and Kane should have scored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that yeah that Kane chance was of course right in front of the away end. Um, and I remember when he missed that, I I was just thinking to myself, it's just going to be one of those days. Um, yeah, really, really poor miss. Unlike Kane to miss. Um, yeah, I mean, watching it on Sky, he did scuff it quite badly. Yeah, no, it, it was yeah. very unlike him. Very. And and you think, you know, if you're going to Stamford Bridge, you need to put those chances away. That's it, yeah, because against these big teams, especially away from home, you're not going to get many chances. So when you do, you really need to take them. Definitely. And then we had the uh, the equaliser, which obviously was a bit controversial with the build-up. I initially thought Bentica did foul him. Um, I've got to be honest, but after seeing various different angles... I thought he won the ball. He did win the ball, but he, he did follow through afterwards. Yeah. Listen, some of them some of them are given as fouls, but in fairness, you know, the Sky pundits didn't think it was a foul, and driving home listening to talk sport, none of them actually thought it was a foul either and mm. quite quite a few of them thought like me yes it was initially initially looked like a foul but uh then we went up and there was quite a lot of you know play from that moment to when Holberg Holberg scored yeah exactly so um you know that was good it got us back in the game and it was a bit like when we went to Old Trafford last season we equalized and it was about I don't know about 20 odd minutes to go and I thought momentum's with us we could possibly go on and win this, but uh, it's not Spurs if they don't sort of uh, shoot themselves badly in both foot, uh, both feet, both foot, both feet, even. Um, and then we gave away a really bad goal. I thought. Yeah, no, the the defending for that goal was really, really poor. Everyone just seemed to drag to one side of the pitch, and it left Reese James completely free, unmarked. Yeah, I mean, he took it well. I mean, he's a great player. Um, he, he he really did take it well. And then Tuchel, who was already on the yellow, ran the length of... I mean, he nearly ran as far as Tottenham. Um, you know, passed our dugout. And admittedly, I think it is a stupid rule. But rules are rules. If you yeah. do that, it's a yellow card. So yeah. therefore, he should have been sent off. And if he had been sent off, he wouldn't have been able to provoke Conte at the end. And then Conte wouldn't have got a red card. So, um, you know, that's a bit frustrating. And then we had, obviously, you know, because of various injuries and what have you, we had six minutes of injury time. And you're just thinking, you know, it's frustrating. We got back into the game at 1-1 and then we we let it slip. But uh, we had a corner. um, Yeah, yeah. uh, the, the the rest is history. Yeah, those are that, those are really the moments you dream of the night before. Um, you know, and you always think about getting a you know last minute winner or last minute equaliser. Um, and of course, we only came away with one point, but at the time and even now, you know, it it really does feel like a win. I think 
yeah, I mean, I think whenever you score a last-minute goal, whether it's a winner or an equaliser, it totally deflates the opposition. And uh, listen, I would have taken a draw before before the game. I, I wasn't of the opinion, though I thought we had momentum, and I thought potentially it was a good good time to play Chelsea. I, w- I would have taken a draw before the game. Yeah, certainly the way the game panned out. Um, I'm delighted with draw because I don't think we played well. Um, no, I I, we, no. <laughs> you know, saying that, I don't think Hugo had one one save to make apart from the goals. He certainly yeah. wasn't busy. Um, they didn't really. They do miss a striker, and I think they, you know, if they buy a striker, they, they will be a force. Um, but he wasn't really troubled. But they obviously did have. I think you know. I think they had about 70% of the play, which is fine because Conte does like to play counter-attacking football as well. So, listen, I, I take a draw all day long. I don't don't think it was... I don't think it was hugely deserved, I've got to be honest. We didn't play well, but I think that's also a good sign. You go to the bridge, you don't play well when you come back with a point. So, that, yeah. that's also a good sign. Yeah, no, but yeah, very good sign. There's obviously controversial about obviously our equaliser, what happened just before. You you were there. Um, you probably saw it. You know, did, did you see it quite clearly? I, if I'm being honest, I have no idea what they were checking. When they were checking <laughs> VAR... You I, probably thought it was a penalty, yeah? That's it. I was getting excited because I thought they were checking for a penalty for us. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, oh, come on, VAR. Um, and then, yeah, obviously it turns out decision, no red card for Romero. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, obviously, you know, I've seen it after. And you know, on another day, that is a red card. But to be fair, we've all seen the challenge, uh, Cucurella on Romero earlier on in the game as well. Yeah, when he's virtually stamped on his knee. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw it on Sky and I saw the slow motions and Romero's a lucky boy. Yeah, no, he didn't, didn't look good. But to be honest with you, we complain when we go to places like the bridge and get rolled over. We we've got character. We certainly showed that today. Yeah. And with Conte, we've got, as they call it, dark art. And I'm all for that. You know, for so long we've been rolled over. You know, the the, the good teams of the past, the United, the the Arsenal's, they had dark arts and they they did what they had to to get results. So I'm certainly not going to. Um, come on the podcast tonight and, and start crying and uh, I think it's just quite amusing that uh, Chelsea and Arsenal fans are are, are are crying into their pillows tonight but uh, yeah. it, it is what it is um, Charlison came on in the second half what, what sort of impact do you think he had? Um, if, I'm being, uh, if I'm being honest I think he changed the game maybe not maybe not him exactly um, but I think the way we set up once he came on I think really benefited us going into that final, you know, twenty minutes. Yeah, I thought he brought. Well, well, I, I thought he did bring something extra to the game. I thought Son was quite poor today. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I thought the uh, ginger for Sweden uh, had a very quiet game for him. He, yeah, he just didn't really get into the game at all. So I, I thought going forward, we, we certainly lacked something, and I think. You know, looking at the team selection, I wasn't totally surprised he played the same team that that beat Southampton so convincingly. 
I thought he may have uh, played Persevich um, instead of Session. And yeah. I thought he might start Busuma. And I'm hoping for next week's game against Wolves, I'm, I'm hoping those two start. Who, Perisic and Basuma? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Basuma's had uh, a few injuries, hasn't he? So I think yeah. it's been, uh, Conte's been working him slowly back in, into the team. Uh, I'm not saying Cessnion did anything wrong. He played, I thought, quite well against Southampton last week, so probably deserved uh, to start. But I just thought, you know... I, I thought he was... I thought he was struggling out there a bit this afternoon. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, it's a big game and sometimes you need big game players. So, um, listen, the good thing is there weren't any injuries um, that I could see uh, for next week. They, they haven't got any games midweek, so hopefully everyone is, is raring to go. Um, what do you think this result means, you know, going forward for, for Spurs? I mean, look, it's hard to tell with it only being the second game in a season. Um, but something that I think is really obvious is the mentality we now have under Conte. Uh, you know, we've, we showed it time and time again last season with, you know, City, Leicester, so many times where you think Tottenham are dead and buried. Um, and he's just seemed to install this, uh, just belief that we'll keep on going until the final whistle. Um, like deep down, I didn't think, you know, when we were 2 1 down, if I'm being really honest, I didn't think we were going to get. Any, uh, I didn't think we would come away with anything. Um, but yeah, no, that is full credit to the team for their belief, and I think that has to be down to Conte. Yeah, no, I agree. I think even though it's only one point, I, I think it's a massive point. A, you know, we haven't lost, and it would have been, would have not momentum had we lost second game of the season. So it keeps our run going. We go into Wolves next week on, on a bit of a high because. Whenever you score, as I said, you know a last-minute goal, be it a win, a winner or an equaliser, it, it means so much, and it deprives Chelsea of, of two points as well, which come come the end of the season could be crucial. So I think it's really good that we got out of there. We didn't play well. We probably didn't deserve a draw, but we did. And you know, with with Conte and his mentality. He's, he's not scared of Chelsea. He's not scared of Tuchel. You know, he'll go toe-to-toe against them and he'll stand up from them. And I think it, it's it's great. I think the passion, you know, runs into the team and uh, we, we never give up. And listen, we we were at Leicester together last year when we scored two goals in the last 40 seconds. And yeah. We, we, we've got that in us. You know, we don't give up and Conte won't allow us to, uh, to give up. So uh, we got... Sort of battle of the bridge part two. <laughs> yeah, um, you can say that we, we came out of it. Um, it was a hard fought draw, and listen, we'll take it, we'll move on, and we look forward to Wolves next week. Yeah, absolutely. And then just thinking back over yesterday's games, I mean, obviously, the, the big standout was Man United. Yeah, they look from top to bottom. The club just looked like an absolute mess. If I'm being honest, you know, I was running around doing things yesterday. I sat down after I don't know five six minutes, and it was one nil already. I thought, yeah. Um, and then before you knew it, it was four nil after about thirty five minutes. Um, so uh, yeah. Eric Ten Hag, uh, Eric Ten Weeks are now saying, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it, it very much could be that. I mean, they they are a mess. 
Yeah. And, um, no, yeah. It makes me I... laugh a little bit because, you know, Gary Neville is very vocal and everything's about the board, but he won't answer, you know, they've spent so much money, you know, so much money over the years on bad recruitment. And at the end of the day, I suppose you can blame them because they're putting the wrong people in charge to spend that money. But they certainly have been spending a lot of money, you know, to, you know, maybe... Maybe looking at, at Arsenal, you know, their, their, their owners have spent a lot of money recently uh, over the last two or three years um, without getting Champions League football. And it's always easy, I think, to, to blame, you know, the, the owners. But I think, I don't know why Gary Neville doesn't, you know, point fingers at the players um, as, as much as he do, because they were, you know, they just didn't put any effort into, well, I think that's what, six or seven games last six or seven away games they've now lost they're better yeah. than that you know they, they've got some okay players or, or some good I wouldn't say world class players that they, they really need uh, a clear out but you know well listen it's their problem I'm not going to start worrying too much about United and uh, just enjoy it I suppose <laughs> yeah absolutely I think I think with United um, like you said, they don't have many world-class players, but I do think the problems lie a little bit deeper than the actual team because they do have, you know, they do have good. Like, they no way that team that Ten Hag put out yesterday should be losing four 0 to Brentford and should be losing two one to um, to Brighton. They are, like you said, they are better than that. Um, I just think something seriously bad seems to be going on behind the scenes at United. They don't look like a happy camp, and I don't know. Eric Ten Hag doesn't inspire to me. He doesn't have the charisma. I don't think he doesn't. He doesn't have that personality. You need, I think, to manage one of the big four or, or six even in the Premiership, uh, Premier League. You 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 need a big personality. And yeah. We interviewed him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and apparently, the rumours had it is he didn't didn't interview well, showed no sort of personality, and he to me he does when he speaks he just looks quite boring. And uh, I think if you ha- give that sort of uh, feeling, God knows what the players are feeling when they when they're going in at half time or after the game. I don't think he inspires um, that that sort of passion. But yeah, listen, it's only two. It's only uh, two games, I suppose, but they've got you're not um, Liverpool next Monday night, so good luck there. Uh, and then the the pressure is really going to start building. Absolutely. Arsenal, I thought they looked good. I watched that game. I know you went to Bournemouth yesterday. Yeah. Um, I watched the Arsenal. I, I thought they looked really good, to be honest. And uh, I thought what was quite interesting is every time they sort of conceded a goal. I thought they showed good mental uh, character to 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 go up and, and score games. So you know, yeah. twice that happened yesterday. Um, that they just look like a team. You know, as we talked last week, I think they brought well in the summer, um, and I think their first eleven is very good. I think once they start playing in Europe um, and more games, they didn't have that benefit last year. You wonder if they do start getting a few knocks in Europe is that going to start affecting their Premier League uh, form um, but only only time will tell City 
I thought uh, I saw the goals. I was quite amazed that Haaland only touched the ball what six or seven times. Which yeah, but then but but then again, he still managed to get two assists, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so that that's unbelievable. But I suppose listen, I think he's a quality striker. I think he will score goals, yeah. and I think it's just a question of City getting used to him, him getting used to City. Um, I think they'll start probably changing the way they play. I think they're going to have to become a bit more direct if they're going to get more the most out of Haaland. I, I really do. I, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll score tapping goals like Sterling used to for City. But I think if they really want him to shine, I think they need to play the ball over the top and, you know, through on goal. And he's got unbelievable speed. So, yeah. I think I think he will do very well for them. Um, and then earlier in the day, you had uh, Villa v Everton. And yeah. already, already Everton looked like they could struggle. Yeah, they don't look good, do they? I mean, of course, their talisman, you could say, is now obviously with us. Um, are Everton going to replace him? I think they'll do very well to bring someone in that you know, can bring the goals that Richarlison brought them last season. I don't think that I don't think they're gonna sign, you know, a striker that is gonna score them ten to fifteen goals and keep them up. Um but no, I, I watched that game yesterday, uh, the early kickoff and they look very, very um uninspiring, to say the least. Yeah, I think they're going to have a long, long season. And driving home from uh, Stamford Bridge this evening, I heard Chelsea have actually put in a £40 million bid for Anthony Gordon. So that, that'd be interesting. I think you never want to lose one of your sort of academy young players. I think if they lose him, of losing Richardson, I think it could be a long, long hard season. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's actually ready for Chelsea yet because I'm not sure he'll play every week. And you know, so many players get lost in the loan system at Chelsea. I personally think, you know, even when Spurs came in for him earlier in the in the summer, I think for his personal development, I think he'll be better off staying at Everton. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. And then the other game this afternoon before our game was uh, Forest West Ham. Yeah, no, yeah, look, so. Yeah, Forrest at home to West Ham. First first home game in the Premier League for 23 years. And look, they didn't disappoint, did they? Well, apparently, um, the rumour has it, Forrest wanted all the fans there at one o'clock to, so they could uh, introduce the 128 players that they've signed this summer. Um, it's, it's quite unbelievable how they've... Yeah. How they, I mean, they've spent... I think they would have spent close to maybe 100 million in in, in the summer. No, I no, think no. I, I think they had to spend because you know a lot of their players last season were out on loan and uh, weren't their players and uh, didn't renew contracts, so that they had to you know buy and build a squad pretty much in, in one summer, which is difficult. But uh, listen, good three points always important for a team that come up to get you know three points on the board as quickly as you can and uh, I think the good thing is by them winning means West Ham have played two lost two which uh, is uh, as a Spurs supporter quite amusing Uh, yeah no definitely I mean the first game I don't think there's any shame in losing to City at home although we don't normally lose at home to City Um, and look I watched the highlights today of of that second half 
And to be fair, I do think West Ham were a bit unlucky. I think they hit the bar twice. I think they hit the post. Missed a penalty as well. Had a goal disallowed as well. Um, they really seem very unfortunate, though. Yep, no, well, such is life. And so that brings us to next week. We're at home early on Saturday against Wolves. I don't know if you've seen much of Wolves this season. What are your thoughts on the game? Um, I haven't seen too much of Wolves. I mean, look, I know they drew nil nil to Fulham. Um, that yeah, that's hardly that intimidating, is it? But no, twelve thirty. I'm not. I'm not a fan of these early kickoffs. I'm not sure about you. Uh, Wolves at home. It's a game we lost last. No, because I've got to get you up. Get get you out of bed. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Fair enough. But. Uh, no, look, it's a game, um, it's a game just like our first two last season. It's another game that we lost last season, Wolves at home. So uh, hopefully we can rectify that. Listen, I think, I think with these games, what, what is important, what, what gets you top four is not necessarily the results at Stamford Bridge or, you know, Man City. You've got to win your games against the likes of Wolves and like Southampton last week because last year we lost against both Wolves and Southampton so it's crucial uh, that we get three points we need three points because otherwise it just builds on top of the point we gained today and on top of the three points that we gained last week and it just keeps the momentum going nicely so uh, I'm, I'm confident it won't be easy. I think Wolves do set up quite well. Um, they don't score that many, but I don't think many teams wallop them either. So um, ho- hopefully we have a nice week's rest uh, and are refreshed for, for Wolves on Saturday. And hopefully it's another three points. Let's hope so. In our first episode, I talked about how Footy with Dad have teamed up with the Free Kick Foundation to try and raise funds to get ill, underprivileged and bereaved children to experience the thrill of going to a live match. I'm delighted that Steve Thorpe, who formed the Free Kick Foundation back in 2007, is with us today. Steve, thanks for coming on. So what is the Free Kick Foundation and what do you do? Free Kicks Foundation is a a charity that... um... We're a voluntary charity and we raise money to give uh, disadvantaged children days out at football. Um, We started in around 2007 um, and what we thought was a small, would be a small thing with taking maybe five or ten children a season uh, to games um, has grown and we've taken over over a thousand Maybe wow. children to most, mostly as mascots. So what what we try to do is book book mascots at clubs, um, and and get ch- children from all over the country. So we we started out at Peace United because that's that's our club, and um, we we gradually grew from there. We we got a bit more well known, and we get we get we get requests for for other clubs. And what we tend to try and do is um, when we go to away games, we'll arrange mascots for. For the home team, so um, Posh Posh at Plymouth, uh, to twice twice this week. Went tomorrow night in the League Cup, and then Saturday in the League, and we've got five Plymouth mascots at, at both of those games. So yeah, it's 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 something that started, something that started as a, as a small 
a small thing that we wanted to put something back um, into, you know, like, like, like you said before, you know, you, you go to football and it's nice to get children who don't get the chance to go to football or have been through rough times um, a day out to forget those rough times. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, it's an escape, isn't it? Really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ninety minutes. It's just yeah. uh, you, you forget what's going on, and uh, I think so many of us just take going to a football match for granted, don't we? Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, it means means so much more, and that's uh, that's really good. It's a really good thing. I mean, you you just felt it's something that you wanted to do, um, just because you love football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's exactly that. You know, we had, I, at the time we, we had a bit of time on our hands, and and it was just kind of um, we wanted to put something back because it, it was it was we we realised that there were there were children out there who, who don't get to football, and there were children who are poorly. So um, it's just like I said, it's it's just nice to to give something back and and get these children. A, a day to you know just you see the smiles on their faces when they they meet the players or when they're coming out on the pitch and it, it's it's just it fills you with joy to 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 see them um no, obviously, obviously all club, not all clubs we can get mascots at a lot of the bigger clubs it's really difficult to get the mascot so we also um we 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 buy tickets for for children and young adults as well so that to get to get them just just to go to games and uh, we've also got so we've we've um bought some club Wembley tickets so that helps us when we want when people want to go to the to see the big clubs we can use them for cup finals and or, or we can take them to the England games and everything so so yeah, that gives them a great day in 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 the good seats at, at Wembley oh that's amazing sounds sounds fantastic so you've been going to Peterborough I presume since you were a boy yeah I started my first game was in 1974 um Peterborough versus Newport County and uh, it was a, a two-nil win, and we went on to win the fourth division that year. So, as a six, seven-year-old, it was uh, that's how I thought football was. You go to game, you go to the, see your team, and your team wins the league. And uh, <laughs> obviously, that, that's not how it all, that's not how it turns out. But yeah, that was I. I, I started going with um, with my granddad and uh, my great aunt and great uncle, and and we I, I, I sat with um, I sat with them for a few years then as obviously as I got older I started going with my mates and I've just continued you know I've had a season ticket for 40 odd years now and seen seen lots going on at, at Peterborough United and uh, but yeah that, that's and that's how I started no just, fair just, enough just I remember family yeah no definitely I remember I, I went to Peterborough once when uh, I think it was 93 when we played Spurs yeah. played you in the cup um, yeah, yeah. You very nearly, you very nearly beat us. Um, yeah, it was, it was a draw, wasn't it? A draw at London Road. Then we yeah, by Hart Lane and lost J- penalties. Jason Dazelle scored, I think, a last-minute equaliser. Yeah. I was standing behind that goal, and uh, yeah. I went flying about <laughs> five, <laughs> five, ten rows. And yeah, uh, we were we were behind the other goal, just literally on the front on the front row, right behind the other goal for that game. So uh, I think the penalties were at, at your end, and uh, we just missed out on penalties. But yeah. Yeah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> so now you've uh, you make your boy suffer as well. Now, do you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He he's my son is twenty five, and uh, he's I think he started going probably five or six. We actually registered him as a with junior posh within about four hours of his birth. He was born at like 
four and five in the morning. What, what and, took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, I was queuing up before I went back to the hospital. I went home for a little sleep. I was before I went back to the hospital. I was queuing up waiting for the the offices to open so I could register him. So, <laughs> but then yeah, so he was he was doomed to a life of uh, of posh right right from the start. But yeah, he he um he actually lives in Manchester now, so he doesn't get as much as um as he used to but yeah we went we 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 he came starting going to home games and we <clears throat> used to go we went all over the country watching watching posh so revisiting grounds that i'd been to and and everything so yeah it was a there were, there were great times and and his you know when he started going properly it, it was the start of a, a good good period for posh in that we won quite a few promotions we won two promotions in two seasons getting from going from league two to the championship um, and there's obviously the inevitable relegations, but um, we, yeah, we've, we've we've been through some good times. We've had uh, promotions when we won at Colchester and Hereford, uh, a, a promotion when we won the playoff final um, at Old Trafford because they weren't at Wembley that year. Because I'm not sure what I'm not sure what what was on at Wembley that year, but they couldn't have the playoff finals at Wembley that year, so we went up to Old Trafford and scored three goals in seven minutes against Huddersfield wow. <laughs> to, to to win the. To win that that playoff and uh, a Wembley win, we 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 went together for a Wembley win when we won the uh, Johnston Paint Trophy a few years ago as well. So yes, we've seen some good times and uh, we've seen some obviously inevitably you see the bad times as well. Yeah, well that's what I always say to Jake. You know, or I try to say to him. He's now he's getting older. He's he, you know teenage attitude. You know, I always try and tell him it, it, it's you know it's all about creating memories, isn't it? Exactly. It's never it's yeah. never it's never the the result shouldn't be the be all end all. Uh, but I suppose you know growing up, it's, it's sometimes difficult to comprehend that. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, like you, like you, it's uh, a lot of our memories are at football matches, and that that's really what it's all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we've, we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've been all o- all over the country, from you know as, as far north as Carlisle and down to Plymouth and Torquay and Exeter and and, and on there. So it's uh, um, a lot of, lot of good memories dr- dr- driving around the country and um, and seeing posh wins and posh defeats. But yeah, like you say, it's all about it's, majority of the time. It's about the day out. And yeah, no, that's uh, I mean, my my wife thinks I'm mad when I go up to Manchester or Liverpool, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and sometimes that you know the fun we have in the car, you know, on the motorway, going yeah. up or yeah. stopping off at service stations and meeting other fans. It's yeah, just, that's what, that's right. We, it's were just... we went to Cheltenham on the first day of the season a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it, we we popped into Peterborough Services on on the way, and there were Grimsby fans there, obviously their first game back in the league and there were Leeds fans and obviously going up for friendlies and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's me bumping into people in, in service stations and, and looking out for coaches and seeing where they're going, like non-league team coaches and seeing where they're going. So that's the kind of, uh, that's the, I don't, some people probably don't see that as fun, but that's the kind of fun we have, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always say to my mates, it gets me out the house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, well, thank you so much for coming no, on. Thank you. Um, Thanks for where, the support. Where can, you know, if people want to uh, find more information about the foundation, um, what's your website? Our website is freekicksfoundation.org. Um, we're, we're quite active on Twitter at freekicks. 
um, Instagram and Facebook at Free Kicks Foundation. So yeah, so we we try and keep everything up to date on 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 Twitter and everything. Like I say, it, it's it's sometimes hard because um, myself and my colleague Sam we do it around our our day jobs. So uh, it's sometimes hard to keep up to date with website stuff. But we we work through and uh, yeah, we, we we've got a lot planned for this season. We we had we had done on the first day of the season we had two mascots at Cheltenham um we took a family um we work with um Great Ormond Street young lives with versus cancer at Great Ormond Street as well and we took a family from there uh, to Arsenal which obviously you wouldn't appreciate but <laughs> we, uh, they no putting my reason aside it's it's all a fantastic cause some pictures um you might have seen them on twitter yeah, the family having a great day at no um, look terrific little boy with leukemia having a great day at, at, at um, the Emirates. So yes, and we, we actually have got we've got some tickets for the Wolves get Spurs Wolves game. I think it's next next Saturday. Yeah, um, we've got again we've got another family going from uh, from Great Ormond Street to that. So yeah, so it, it, it's it's going to be a busy season after obviously a couple of years where we couldn't really do anything because of the because of the pandemic and everything. It's it's nice to be back in back in business and uh, we work with a lot of the clubs um community foundations as well so we do a lot of work at walsall we have a mascot there for every home game that they have salford city as well burton albion those clubs are, are brilliant and their foundations their community trusts are fantastic and they do so much amazing work in the community it's, it's nice to help them reward some of the children who go, who go to those with uh, with days out there as well yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, as I told people in our first episode, I mean, people can also help by going on to Fritty with Dad uh, forward slash Just Giving. And, yeah. uh, you know, if we can pass any any your way, uh, yeah, thank you know, you more much. than really happy. Yeah. You know, I'm not a registered charity, but obviously you are. And, and yeah. You, yeah. You, you've, you've been doing it for many years. And, you know, when I first came across you on the website because of Jake's situation, yeah. I mean, he was obviously at Great Ormond Street for quite a few months when he was yeah. first born. So it's something that is very close to my heart. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, you've got the experience of organising um, the, the, these, you know, match day events. Yeah, it, so it it's, it's great. It's brilliant to get the feedback from, from the, the families as well. We had, we, we had um, three families at, at, the, at the posh game on Saturday in hospitality. And we beat Morecambe three 0 and and the feedback we got was just they had such a wonderful day. They all went out on the pitch at the start of the game, and and they got to meet the players and the manager, and and it was just a, they all had a great day. So yeah, it's uh, like I say, it's nice to be back in business. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I mean, I remember before the pandemic, one of our first um, tickets we we actually got donated by Watford. Um, yeah, and I went down to the local uh, Mencap. Um, yeah. And uh, we, we gave it to a father and child. And uh, I got an email after the game, two days after the game, from the mother to say, you know, the son, because of his difficulties, doesn't mm. speak speak much, but he hasn't stopped talking since the game. And it's exactly. just, you yes. know, it's just, it, it, it really is amazing that it you is, know, yeah. w- what football does do to, yes. you know, not just, not, not just the child, but families. You exactly, know, it, yeah. It, it, it brings them all closer. Yeah, and, we, uh, we try and include all the um, like the siblings in, in everything as well as much as we can, and uh, you know they, they they go through hard times as well because they've got you know they're living with the the, the child who's who's not very well and 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 everything. So yeah, it's it's nice to get them included and and, and give them a, a a good day to to forget the troubles as well. 
No, definitely, definitely. Well, as I say, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thanks for coming thank on you. to the podcast. And uh, no doubt we'll, we'll, we'll speak uh, during the course of the season. Lovely. Thanks, Julian. Take care. Cheers. That's all on today's Footy with Dad podcast. But today really sums up what Footy with Dad is all about. It's about creating memories. Today, Jake got another memory, a last-minute equaliser at Stamford Bridge. It may not have been three points that he was hoping, but it's a memory that he will have for many years, I am sure. And that's what Footy with Dad is all about. It's creating memories for as many underprivileged children that we can. Hope you can continue to help and follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, have a good week. But remember, whatever you do during the week, if you shake anyone's hand, look them in the eye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.